We are answering the question, what should you do when your plans seem hindered? First Thessalonians chapter 1 is our main text. And by the way, this series is coming to an end today, all right? From next week, Sunday, I'm going to teach a different series altogether. So the things we haven't covered, we haven't covered. You know what I mean, eh? We haven't covered. Maybe it's a zililing, I don't know. But in First Thessalonians 1, 1 to 6, Paul writes, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance. And as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, note that, with joy of the Holy Spirit. But we, brethren, having been taken away from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, we endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? For you are our glory and our joy. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. You know, one of the things I've really come to learn more in these, particularly this year, I guess because of the lockdown and maybe other things that we've read in the Bible that maybe we haven't given much thought of, even if these truths I've known. But it has really become clear to me that one of the things we need to understand about our walk in Christ is that we will have challenges as God's children. There'll be tough times and difficult times. Can I hear an amen, Bazalana? There are times that are very, very difficult. And uh, I don't know why is it that we've made light of that. Maybe not all the Christian communities, but certainly in our constituency, even if we talked about it, we talked about it in passing. And as a result, when people start experiencing difficulty in their lives, they walk away from God. They stop believing, they stop praying, they stop doing what they should be doing because it's almost like God has forsaken them and it's almost like they have missed God. But when you read the Bible, and read stories about Paul and the others. And also reflect on the era in which they were, the things they went through. I mean, these guys, they were persecuted. They were thrown into lion's den. Some were sown asunder. Some were beheaded, thrown in prison. They were stoned. They had great opposition. But it's quite interesting when you listen to the tone in their voice. Even as Paul writes from prison, you can hear a sense of victory and joy. See, that we are going through challenges doesn't mean we have lost the plot. And it doesn't mean we have been defeated. Can I hear a good amen there? 
that we have experiencing issues in our life, in no way does it mean that we have missed God. And so we need to learn, Barcelona, that even when you want to do things that come from God, there are times when you will be hindered. And Paul is writing to the Thessalonians about that. He said, we, we tried to come. I myself, I tried to come. My Satan has hindered me. But then he continues and gives this understanding that even if I am hindered, God's mission has not been hindered. Even if I have been blocked in my path, it doesn't mean the vision has become obsolete. I have found another way to still fulfill the mission. I have written the letter and I have sent Timothy and Sylvanus to you. Even if I in person could not present myself to you, I have found another way. Tell your neighbor, you need to find another way. So Paul writes this letter because he had left Thessalonica very abruptly after a very brief stay. And so he was concerned about these new converts in Thessalonica that they were going to backslide, they were going to go back into paganism. And most of all, it was a time of great persecution. And for some reason, some Christians, when persecution comes, they stop following God. They stop following Christ. You know, I was saying in the first service, it amazes me to see how, how sensitive some Christians are and how delicate they are that when the weather changes, they don't come to church. Can you imagine, eh? Weather When the Christians of old, even when they were being beheaded, they still believed Christ. I think we need to bring back a certain attitude about us, Barcelona. I don't know about you. I feel like I am looking at the people who have a different kind of attitude. Who come what may, I'm going to believe my God. Can I hear a good amen of some different kind of Christ? Hallelujah. And so Paul writes this letter to encourage these new converts. To give instruction to them and to give them an assurance. And he says in this text that I wanted to come to you. And I have gone through a challenging period in my life where Satan has hindered me. But he, and he uses the word hindered to imply that his, his mission was cut into. Almost like he describes someone cutting into your path. You were walking this way and they cut into your path. And Paul is saying, even if they cut into my path, I went the other way and still found a way to make it work. Even if they cut into my path, I got delayed, but I got there finally. Even if they cut into my path, I had to deal with some things that I had not prepared for, but I got there anyhow. Do we have people here who say, I'm going to get there anyhow? And Paul also uses that expression to say, I was hindered by Satan to describe a, a, the moment when a runner comes alongside another runner and literally elbows them out of the way. And for that reason, the second runner who was running a good race, they are shoved out by the aggression of their fellow runner. As a result of this action, who they, them being elbowed makes them to lose their leading edge. So Paul is saying, I lost my step. I lost my leading edge. I didn't get there within three weeks like I was expecting or within one year or within two years. Mara, I didn't stop running. I just went around this other runner and I continued running because I am going to get there. Can I hear a good amen? 
Paul is convinced that even if Satan has tried to use dangerous and unexpected bumps along the way and throw him off track and elbow him out of the way and spiritually impede his spiritual race in his vision, Paul is saying, I am still going to go on because I am anticipating hazards on the way. And he says, therefore, Satan has hindered me. He's trying to create a deadlock, an impasse. He's trying to make me not to escape. He's trying to prohibit me from going where I need to go. But I found another path. I found another strategy. I found another way. So we explained the things that we can do. We can fight the fight of faith. And there's about seven of them. And I won't go back to them. But I want to go to the last one for this month as we close, where I want to talk about if Satan hinders you, don't cast away your confidence. Don't cast away your confidence. And I want to bring in Hebrews chapter 10 here, because the book of Hebrews 10, that scripture, particularly verse 35, is a scripture that became a defining moment for me. Back in 1981 and 1982. As you all know, I was working at Rema in the mailing room. And at Rema, they used to host what they call faith conventions. It's like our word explosion kind of thing. And they would rent venues, and they had rented one venue. And at this venue, it was an incredible year that year, 1981. And they had several speakers, and one of the speakers who came there was Jerry Savelle. And Jerry Savelle preached this message from Hebrews 10.35 that was seared in my heart. Barcelona, there are certain messages that will change your life forever. And now what I tell people, you must just continue going to church. You never know which day will you hear a message. If, if this message for me, I'll be honest with you, when it comes to longevity in ministry, I have gone back to this message. The way I love this message, I still have the cassette. I'm not even talking about podcast. I'm not talking about even a CD. Yeah, I'm talking about a cassette. You remember cassette, cassette? I still have the cassette. I don't know how many times I listened to it in one year. In fact, from back, way back 1981, I don't know how many times I've listened to this cassette. We used to, when we were working in the, in the mailing room and in the wholesale department packing books, my, my, me and my late friend, Jerry Lichella, we would actually listen to it whilst we were working. But I want to tell you as well, and I know my spiritual father will not mind. It is this verse that turned around the life of Pastor Ray McCauley and Lindy McCauley because they were struggling with their pregnancy. Pastor Lindy could not conceive. And they had lost so many pregnancies and they'd gotten to a point where it was like it's not going to work. And when they heard this message, God lifted them up. When I look at their son Joshua, who is an amazing pastor... And a great young man who's doing so well. Every time I look at him, I remember Hebrews chapter 10, 35. May you also have that experience that when you look at a verse and you look at a person, you remember the incident and you remember the time. I pray today will be that day for you watching on television and everybody in church. I pray it will be that day. Because in Hebrews 10, from verse 32, this is how it reads. But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, You endured great struggle with suffering. Partly while you were made respectable both by reproaches and tribulations. And partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. 
For you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods. Underline that. Knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourself in heaven. Therefore, verse 35, my main verse. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Can I hear an amen? If I stop there and went home, we already have received what God wants us to have. The book of Hebrews is a very rich book, and uh, there has not been an agreement since the earliest centuries as to who is the author of this book of Hebrews. In fact, the names of Paul, Barnabas, Luke, and Apollos are the suggested names. The reason we don't know who the author is is because the writer of the book of Hebrews does not identify himself. But he was obviously known by the original recipients of the letter. It's very clear. This book at the same time is received as being an authentic book, forming part of the trusted letters like the other epistles that we find in the New Testament. We're told that this book of Hebrews was written before the destruction of the city of Jerusalem and the temple around AD 70. And the writer of this book is addressing primarily Jewish converts. That's why when you read the book of Hebrews, it has a lot of the Old Testament in it. It makes reference to sacrifices, priests, and all kinds of language that if you're not familiar with the Old Testament, you will not understand what the book of Hebrews is talking about. And it's addressing these Jewish converts who were familiar with the Old Testament, and yet, having been Christians, they were tempted to revert back to Judaism. Or they were tempted to Judaize the gospel. And so the theme of the book is to show these Jewish Christians that Jesus is the supreme revelation of God. That we don't need to go back to the blood of bulls and goats. We don't have to go back to the Old Testament sacrifices because Jesus is the one who is the ultimate sacrifice and that Jesus is the perfect mediator between God and man. We don't have to slaughter bulls and goats every year because the blood of Jesus has done the work once and for all. And in the book of Hebrews, he's showing us that Jesus is the supreme revelation of God. And is the all-sufficient mediator between God and man. So in the book of Hebrews, we are shown the absolute supremacy and the absolute sufficiency of Jesus Christ as God's full and final revealer, as the mediator of God's grace. And throughout this epistle, you can see how the writer weaves in there from the Old Testament and weaves in the warning and weaves in doctrine and encourages the readers to hold fast to Jesus as the great high priest. Now come into my text. In my text, he is addressing these believers who obviously you can see from verse 32, he says, I recall your former days in which you became illuminated. You endured great suffering. 
He's saying as Jewish believers, once you embrace Christ, your fellow Jewish believers, they started persecuting you. You endured a lot of suffering. They did all kinds of things to you. You still held on to the truth. And note what he says. He says, after you were illuminated, watch this. After you were illuminated, you endured great struggle. I don't know why we have never understood this. See, the illumination talks about when you've received God's word, or when you have been born again, or when you have received something from God. Have you ever noticed, after you received God's word, after you receive instruction from God, after you receive something from God, there'll always be a period that follows, which is a period of great temptation and suffering and challenge. And, and the writer says, I note that after you received illumination, you got tempted. After you received something from God, you got tempted. You got persecution. You endured great suffering, he says. And then he says, he talks about how not only did they suffer, but that they were exposed to public ridicule. That they were beaten. And even if they were beaten, they still helped others who were suffering the same. And then he says, you suffered along with them who were thrown in jail. And you emphasized with me who is in jail. And when all you owned was taken away from you, when they plundered your goods and took your possession, you still approached it with joy. It's amazing for me when I read about these Christians that even in difficult days, they still had joy on the inside of them. See, there's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness happens because of the things around you. Joy is a well on the inside of you that will never be taken away from you. Jesus says, my joy I give to you, not as the world gives. I give you my joy. He says, in this world you will have many tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We still rise up and we're able to walk because we have the joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the writer of Hebrews says, even when your path was hindered, even when you were engulfed, even when you were pushed out of the way, even when you went through suffering, you still held on anyhow. Even when you went through difficult things, you held on. He says then, I encourage you for that reason. Therefore, verse 35. Because you are suffering. Because you are going through problems. Because of all this, for that reason. Do not cast away your confidence. <laughs> I don't know who I'm talking to. You're going through problems. You're going through challenges. God says to you today, do not cast away your confidence. Why? He says, because it has great recompense of reward. <laughs> he says, you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. The writer is telling us that remember in your path, for you to be able to get to the finish line, you need this thing called patience. You need this thing called endurance. You need to get to a point where you don't cast away your confidence. The word confidence speaks of your faith. It speaks of your belief. It can also speak of your vision, your goal. Don't cast away your vision. Don't cast away your goal. Don't cast away your mission. Don't cast away your trust in God. Don't cast away your confidence in God. 
He's saying the writer, when you are again having affliction and when you are going through problems, don't throw away what you wanted to do. Don't abandon the mission. What you need is you have need of patience. It's amazing. We need patience. The NLT says you need patience and endurance. Now note this, Basalat. In the animal kingdom, when it comes to hunting prey, there are animals that use speed to catch their prey. They're very fast. Like the cats. They're very, very fast. They lock onto the prey and they run after it at high speeds. But the problem is these cats, even if they have speed, they don't have stamina. So there are times that even when they're on the right track, but because the prey thereafter keeps running and doesn't stop running, the cat finally runs out of steam. The target was inside, but they couldn't get to the target because they didn't have stamina. Ah, you're not, you don't hear what I'm saying. But there are other animals that don't have speed at all, like the hyena. See the picture of it. Hyenas don't have speed at all. At all. At all. But the hyenas are known to chase the prey for a long time. And they even hunt in packs sometimes. And they will find the prey simply because they have, in Bible terms, patient endurance. They know how to condemn. Oh, am I, am I talking to people who have patience and endurance here? I saw a documentary as well of uh, uh, another one uh, uh, called a Komodo dragon. In the first service, I didn't know what it's called. I called it a mtigilishi, so it's not. Mara, it's, it's a combination of a mtigilishi and a, and a, and a, and a crocodile. There, there's the, 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 the Komodo. These Komodo dragons, I saw a documentary recently wherein there's a buffalo that was drinking from a river and a Komodo dragon came and, 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 and beat this buffalo on the hoof. And the buffalo wasn't concerned, just shook it off. Because, I mean, if you look at this thing, and the buffalo is much bigger than this thing. Mara just shook it off. And I remember the commentator saying that's the biggest mistake that this buffalo made. Because when it was beaten by this Komodo uh, 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 what, what you call that? Eh? Dragon. He didn't die. It, it, there was no immediate effect. There was nothing that happened. He just started bleeding. That's all. Just shook it off. Kept on drinking. But after a while, he started limping. After a while, other Komodo dragons came. But funny enough, one week later, that buffalo was still alive. But all these dragons had followed this buffalo wherever it went. After three weeks, it died. Three weeks later. And the Komodo dragons ate the buffalo. After three weeks. That's what we call patient endurance. Yeah. Don't cast away your confidence. For you have need of patience. That after you have done what you should do, you might receive the promise. There's three areas, Bazalana, where we don't need to cast away our confidence. In other words, in our journey of faith, when we are tested, when we are tried, when we encounter a position, opposition, when we are being hindered, we must still stay on, par on the path. 
when we deal with resistant forces, as we navigate our path of vision, we need to make sure that in these times of trials and tests, we don't throw away our confidence. We have patience and endurance. The first area, never allow yourself to cast away your confidence when vision delays. When vision delays, when what God has told you to in your life seem not to be happening in the time you are expecting it, don't cast away your confidence. God knew this. No wonder in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2, we read the following words. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Note, though it tarries, wait for it. Somebody say, wait for it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, wait for it. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, wait for it. Note what it says. It says, though it tarries, wait for it. Read the next verse. The next part it says, because it will what? It will what? It will what? It will what? It will surely, it will surely come. It will not tarry. God's vision will surely come to pass. So what do you need? Patient endurance. The New Living Translation says, I love this one. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. For it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Don't cast away your confidence when it comes to the vision God has given you. But no matter how long it takes, stay the course. I said stay the course. Have patient endurance. Number two, never allow yourself to cast away your confidence when the answers to your prayers are delayed. In Daniel 10, verse 12 and 13, after Daniel had prayed for 21 days, the angel appears to Daniel and says in verse 12, Do not fear, Daniel. For from the first day, from the first day, from the first day, from the first day, even if it's 21 days later, Daniel, from the first day, somebody say from the first day. He says, from the first day that you sent your heart to understand and to humble yourself before the Lord, your words were heard. And note the next part, he says, I have come because of your words. It has a double fold meaning. It's a double barrel meaning. The angel is saying, the reason I came is because we, you prayed. But the reason I also came is because not only did you pray, you continued praying. Ah, you're not hearing me. When you didn't see an answer for 21 days, Daniel, you didn't stop and start talking negatively. You kept on doing what you're supposed to be doing. Don't cast away your, therefore, your confidence. Know what it says? It says it has great recompense of reward. Number three. Oh, let me read it to you in the New Living Translation, that verse of Daniel. It says, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray, to understand, to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. I see God answering somebody's prayer. 
I said, I see God answering somebody's prayer who's not going to give up on their praying. Number three, never allow yourself to cast away your confidence when you have been sowing the good seeds of good and godly decisions, but it seems like it's all in vain. I learned this as a young pastor. See, when you see other people overtaking you and getting certain things before you, and you start wondering if you shouldn't beat the system as well. When you see them achieving certain things before you, you wonder. Now, I found out there are times when it's their time. But there are times when people get things because they cheated the system. They're already driving a certain car, living in a certain house because they stole the money. They're already having certain results because they have cheated the system. Now, all of us want to get married. Most of us want to get married. Just thank God I'm married. And most of you probably may want to get married. Not everybody wants to get married. And it's okay if you don't want to get married. Amen. Shababa. Yaba yaba. But if you do want to get married, I've seen people who've lived right for years and when they're not being proposed or their proposal is denied, then one day, oh, one of my brother, oh, my brother, Mara, they don't want to listen. They still want to go ahead. Here we are today. We see people who, years ago, you saw them, Baba Lidi, what, 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 what. Now, but it's a copy like the commission. You know why they overtook you. Listen to this. When you are doing the right things, ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. When you're doing the right things, no matter how long it takes, Stay with it. Listen, Masalana. If you don't get your answer whilst you are still on earth, your children and your children's children will reap the rewards of your obedience. Marapol says, remember he who should come will come and the just shall live by faith. He's saying, not only are we doing what's right for here on earth, he says there is a world to come. That even if we don't see the fruit and the result on this earth, there comes a day where we're going to stand before God and we're going to hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. There comes a day when our tears will be dried and we will understand everything that we don't understand and the truth will be laid bare in front of everybody. And some of you who thought your labor is in vain, you will see Jesus coming to you and say, well done, my daughter. Well done, my son. You have run the race. You have finished your course. Because there comes a day when the true judge will reward us accordingly. It's not worth us beating the system. We should do it right. By the will of God. Can I hear an amen? amen? I wonder about you as you are watching from home. On YouTube. You are watching on the Grace Bible Church. Facebook. Whatever media you are on. I wonder about your life. Jesus wants to change you. Maybe you have had the bitter pill of seeing. Many things in your life not happening. And you are just on the verge of giving up. I'm here to tell you this morning. 
Do not cast away your confidence. I want to pray for you right now if you want to receive Christ. Or if it is that you have been discouraged. I want to pray for you right now. Can I ask the congregation to stand please? And if you are here in this congregation, I want to pray for you as well. As we bring you before the Lord. Everybody follow me in this prayer as we lead people to Christ. Pray with me everybody. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. I come before you. Just as I am. I receive Christ. As the Savior. And the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus name. Amen.